And welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Gunnam Explained Podcast. This is episode 74. Um, very excited to be doing this. And you know what would be exciting, too, is if there's not a, a robot that you hear or that you can actually hear us, because I think I'm getting this down. I want to actually... Doing think, our best. Yeah, but you know what was really helpful? I want to thank some of the people that helped out Saturday when I did that live stream of the SD Gundam. And so supporters were jumping in, and I was able to, like, on the fly, like, tweak the things and be like, okay, this is how I need to get it set up. So I think I'm going to do that this Saturday. I'm going to do another live build. Um, Let's do I'll it. I'll get to that in a second. But, um, uh, but Steven, how are you doing, man? Hey, doing well. Having a great week. Hope yeah. you're doing well. Good. It's been, it's Good. been a fun one. We, we had a, a fun conversation last night on my channel with uh, Ultronomous, Brandon, Yep. One of the uh, moderators over on the Discord server, and uh, he's a he's a Gundam gamer, tabletop gamer. Um, that was a fun conversation. Uh, as usual, Adam ends up having more in common <laughs> with my guests than I do. So it's <laughs> no. Again, it was Alien and Predator stuff. That was, that was <laughs> it's fun. always Alien and Predator stuff. Yeah. No, but no, that was fun with Brandon Ultronomous. If you guys you've seen him around the Discord, but he has his channel. Um, you check out the video yesterday on Steven's channel, and we have links for Brandon's stuff, but he covers Gundam gaming, but a recent video, oh, by the way, for all of us that play Gundam Evolution, check out his video on using the Methus, but also, um, he was playing this game Gigabash, it's like, it reminded me of like Power Stone or the older Godzilla fighting games in GameCube, um, and it, but it has DLC for Godzilla, that, so it, that was pretty sick, check that out, um, but you know what? Let's look at the chat. We got Sway. I see hi, Rob, but I didn't see Rob anyway. Maybe maybe just Sway can assume Rob is there because Rob's always there. Lucas Garrett, Dark Samurai Neo, Goose, Yonic Shadow. Uh, oh, Hatter. Good to see you there. Um, cool, yeah. I guess, yeah, we'll get started. Um, oh, Jedi Sailor. Sorry I'm late dealing with disruptive neighbors. Oh, yeah, that's that's got to be something for sure. Um but yeah, so cool stuff to talk about. You know, Christmas is coming up, so there's Christmas-related stuff to talk about because there's some cool always um, supportive questions that came in, and then one about um, you know the character of Sayla in Mobile Suit and Gundam because it got me thinking how you know we don't see her in Zeta. She she shows right. back up in Double Zeta, has a neat role, and uh, but anyway, we'll get to that shortly, and then some um, cool stuff because GBO two has uh, some more narrative based. Uh, suit so yeah we'll touch on that uh, in a second but i wanted to get back to that stream so I, yeah i streamed last weekend it's pretty fun supporters i'll throw in like a the link to join the stream uh in discord but um so goose sent me something he sent me like the original shining gundam um <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty cool he actually sent a bunch of other stuff so this weekend, I want to try to do another stream like I did last time. It was a lot of fun, and we can just build whatever. I'll probably work on this. But also, there's so much stuff Goose has sent that I've been meaning to give away. So I think I'll do a giveaway. So if you guys are interested, About join. for one. Yeah, and uh, there's some really cool stuff. Um, uh, yeah, I've got a bunch of – I actually got more than just what Goose sent me. I've got some other stuff I'd love to give away. So it could be just fun giving away stuff, um, building stuff, talking. I mean, if we're going to tie it into the channel, you are, what, less than 200 subscribers away from 3,000 3, subscribers on YouTube? I know. If there was a 3,000 sub giveaway, that's the way yeah, to go, there we go. right? Th this that's, will a, be... that's a milestone. 
the journey to so. Jap- I mean, journey to the uh, three thousand um, <laughs> subscribers. No, that. Yeah, no, that would be that would be cool. It's a lot of fun. It's even when I was thinking seventy four uh, li- live streams or podcasts. Like it's just, it's kind of nuts. Wild. Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun though. Um, but now, yeah. Chad is saying you're a little low. So oh, fantastic! I am going to turn that up, and you guys just let me know. I turned it up quite a bit. And yeah, if, if I sound like a robot, it's I'm I I intentionally sound like a robot. It has nothing to do with Adam. <laughs> um, you know. <laughs> No, um, no, that's cool. Well, yeah, I, yeah, guys, just let us know as we go, um, as things are. But sweet. Um, let's get to something here. I'm gonna switch screens, and I'm watching the audio levels. So yeah, things seem to be good. Okay. Um, with this, Lucas Garrett um, came in with something. Hi guys, question time. If you were a a uh, lead d- engineer for Anaheim Electronics, and you could combine two different types of mobile suits into one new hybrid mobile suit. What would they be, and why? It could be Federation Xeon, Federation Federation, or Xeon Xeon. Um, yeah, interesting one there. Because if I was to combine things, I would try to make some sort of, and you could say this is just the double Zeta, but I would combine a Mark II and a Zeta. Um, I kind of like the Zeta Wave Rider, even though Mark II has the G Defensor, but I like the look of the the uh, Wave Rider. But I also like the bulky, grounded look of the Mark II. Um, and yeah. it doesn't mean I don't like uh, Xeon suits. I just really like Earth Federation suits. Or AU in particular, right? That's what, what's that? Well, it's it's fifty percent AU, right? Because then the the other fifty percent is Titans, but yeah. So it's That's still true. technically Federation. Yeah. Um, I, I'm interested to hear Lucas's uh, take on this because, I, I, you know, every question someone asks, it's like, I know you have an answer. Oh, yeah. That's, You're right. That's it's like, point. I want to hear your answer. Um, but no, I mean, I think, and this is probably a little cheesy, but I would want to combine some variable mobile suit with a mobile suit that has funnels or fin funnels or bits or something like that. And that might just be the Delta Chi, right? Because the Delta Chi is a transformable mobile suit that I think has yep, fin funnels. Um, so, uh, I put them away, but I had them here next to me. But yeah, has fin funnels. That's right. I mean, that's you're that's the best of both worlds, transform and attack yeah, with all range actually, attacks yeah that is a great answer i didn't really think about it that way having to transform and having so something else someone left a comment asking me one time what's the difference between an incom and funnels and then even with gbo2 and that b packs it has the incom and correct me if i'm wrong it has the incom system because jonah bast is not really a new type so they had to like have him use that because mm-hmm. he can't really control the funnels. I think that's how that goes. Um, but, I again, I love the idea of, yeah, even a Mark II that had some sort of funnel system. But I also like, or, you know, in-com funnel, but I also like it when they have some sort of binder or mechanism that it comes out of, you know, if oh, that makes yeah. sense. Like, like um, what is it, uh, the Kshatriya has all those binders around and they it opens and shoots out um even how for amaro it's like this random wing fin that's really just there to hold them um uh yeah i really like that how do you feel about the um 
oh what mobile suit is it i i forget the name it's from double zeta where it has the mother and then child funnels that come off from it oh yeah um that one of the weird game ones. Alk. the game Alk. oh there you go game Alk. yeah so, I would so not the game Alk has like a mother funnel that's yeah. like it's basically a bit because it's still connected or it like the mother funnel is like an income and then it has its own funnels that deploy off of it Oh, oh man, you know that's interesting. I and this maybe no one has the answer for. Oh hey, Brian Zanichelli, good to see you. Um, yeah, but the so when the funnels are being controlled by an old type or normal mm -hmm. person or it's income, are they individually moving the income? Or and I guess what because when it comes to a psycho or a new type based system, their mind is really just controlling them. So. I wonder if there are any non-psycho bits or funnels that are maybe AI controlled. And then maybe even with the game Alk, if it has like the mother one and then the AI drones or something. I always kind of wondered about that, especially in terms of like the Bawu. Because the Bawu, the nutter, the lower half of the, when, when it transforms into its split wave rider mode, the nutter is controlled by via remote. So it's like, are you? Do you have like one joystick controls the fighter plane that you're in, and one controls the nutter, or is it? Do you have a headset that is communicating? Um, yeah. You know, I've always been of the understanding that um, anyone can technically control funnels, incoms, bits, whatever you want to call the the Saikamu weapons. The advantage that new types have over old types is that they do not need any. Um, they don't need any extra enhancements, right? They don't need yep. any gear. They don't need the... Yeah, that's right. Because The accoutrement. Yeah, even the suits a normal person or normal old type would wear is kind of like a huge mess anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, so that is kind of interesting. Oh, Goose is saying it's called space magic. Space yeah, magic, indeed. Right. Yes. Okay. Uh, and then Dark Samurai <laughs> Neo, uh, in comms, basically you just use computers and Gundam and funnels. You basically use new type powers. But it's also you could also use computers where it can move around. So that might yeah. be a lore video. Uh, it might have to be because I really want to get to the bottom of this. My life depends yeah. on it. Um, no. Um, okay, it has the <laughs> Nitro system too. Uh, yeah, Zionic Shadow. I'm not familiar with the Nitro system. That might be something else to look at. Yeah, up. Nitro system is the uh, the the grandchild of the Hades exam system. So. Um, oh, okay, nice. You know, there's always you can always count on an old type to try and come up with some computer program to try and kill new types it's yeah that's what it <laughs> seems like it happens in very... 80s exam alice nitro ntd just <laughs> that's why that's why sometimes like as much as i've only watched narrative twice i think maybe three times and i don't talk about it a lot like that kind of that story is actually very interesting to explore it's just some people Agreed. probably don't care, but the the idea of like people because they're different and then how they're being treated from high levels of society to low levels, it's it's pretty fascinating. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm going to do something here real quick for everyone to see. I, I wanted to add a question on the YouTube, but for everyone, like, what? Okay, I can't even type. What's your uh, favorite? Um, Gundam <laughs> game of now while you type Lucas did answer me in the chat answer 
his combo would be the Delta Plus Gundam with a modified Delta Kai funnel system backpack, oh. Psycho Frame equipped. So he and I are on the same wavelength, <laughs> kindred spirits. That is, that is actually pretty good. I, um, yeah, that that's a good one. There is something about that, the transforming, the having the bits. All right, so, um, you know, I thought I typed typed that in there. Let me uh, check something real quick. Because, uh, yeah, if, yeah, community tab. Yeah, what's your favorite Gundam game of 2022? Okay, just took that. But there's another question I have, too. What's your favorite Gumpla action figure? Yeah, because it could be Robot Spirits or Metal. Uh, Fair. Release Fair. of 2022. Okay. Yeah, what's your favorite Gumpla action figure? You got to watch that uh, spelling. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to throw that out there because uh, I'm curious about that. That will be for next time. Um. All right. Um. Let's see. Let me make sure I got everything on there. Okay, I'm going to check the chat real quick before we move on. Um, okay. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Okay, so here's uh, supporter questions from Patreon. Brandon Keith again. Good to see you. Always something to add. Okay, the funny thing about Thunderbolt is that... Um, oh, you know what I want to do real quick, everybody? Um, actually, I meant to share my screen with you, Stephen. But if yeah, just let me know if uh, I need to clarify something with you. Oh, okay. we're good. I'm watching on the. Uh, oh, excellent. I'm watching live. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, the funny thing about Thunderbolt is that I didn't like it at first. The jazz music in movie one isn't as good. It improves in movie two. But now that I get the theme of the show, it's acceptable to me now. They should hire Yoko Kano to do the music for the next season of Thunderbolt. One of the things I love about Thunderbolt is that it shows the gritty uh side of war up until now we've seen how the war impacts people emotionally but the animation emphasizes cool looking robots versus robot action um we don't see that gritty dirty factor blood guts gore dirt rain death destruction and the idea that anybody can die at any moment i found it interesting when they show prayer rooms in the federation battleships uh and show how the stress of the battles impacts everybody even women and children it's funny how they've incorporated modern uh, themes of equality in the military. Women are out there fighting and dying on the battlefield just like men. In the original MSG anime, there's a clip where Temray says, even children are out there on the battlefield, but we've never seen that in the shows. Although I think they are referring to, like, um, Amaro. Because even Amaro, wasn't he like... Like teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. like, yeah, I think he was 15. Yeah. Um... Let's see. I find it interesting they show blah, 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 blah. Uh, da, 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 sorry. Uh, they showed this a little bit in Thunderbolt. There's even a moment where a Xeon pilot is talking to Daryl and he holds up his smartphone and it appears to be suggestive of a porn magazine cover on a smartphone device. It's a blink and you'll miss it moment. Thunderbolt goes there. It further humanizes both sides and shows good and bad people on both side, on both the Xeon side and Federation side. We also see more patriotism from the Xeon side. The soldiers believe that what they are doing is right and are fighting for a better tomorrow. In the origin anime, we see how the war started and how it was built around lies and politics, but the Xeon soldiers believe in those lies as the truth. The melodrama is very good. The presentation of the characters makes you have sympathy for their personal suffering. I feel like Daryl Lorenz is the true hero of the show, while Eo Fleming has both good and bad qualities but is a bit less sympathetic and ruthless. Steven's comments about how different the manga is says a lot. 
It seems like they chose different aspects of the manga and built their own story presentation around those elements of grittiness. Question. Why do people online argue that Thunderbolt the anime is not canon with the other UC shows? I don't see any conflicts or continuity errors other than the multiple variants of GMs, Gundams, and Zakus, and even a G-Armor-GM hybrid. But those are all just prototypes that fought in background that we didn't see originally, right? I just view it as a prequel side-side-side story that happened in the background that we didn't know about. Some of the stuff I've seen online about the story direction with the Xeon building a Gundam-Zaku hybrid for Daryl Lenz to fight EO Fleming with in the Thunderbolt sector for a rematch. I'm waiting to see that. So, I'd say that, yeah, like, I... And perfect I don't know why Gundam. this... What's that? The the perfect Gundam that... Yes. Uh, it looks yeah, sick. that thing is so cool looking. I know. I love that that, That's a good call out there. And because I do think in the manga there seems to be things that would break canon, but at the same time, manga has its own canon compared to the anime. And even, you can say in the anime, it seems crazy that all these... You know, those younger soldiers showed up and they had all these crazy GMs, but I... I was it, it didn't really bother me too much, I, I think. I yeah. think they handle it well without, like, dwelling on it. And like he brought up, they focus on the humanizing aspect. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that December Sky is definitely, like, the, the first movie, as far as um the animes are concerned, is a lot closer to canon than, say, like, Bandit Flower, which when you start looking at, like, the Atlas Gundam, the technology that the Atlas Gundam employs is wildly different than what you would see in, like, canon UC. So I understand where people are coming from, where it's like, well, you know, that doesn't fit in with what I'm used to seeing in the 0079 show. Yeah. But, and, and this is the greatest point, and this is what I try to reiterate to people that are playing um, the Gundam 5e tabletop that I've made, is it's like, don't stick hard and fast to canon. Because, like, for instance, some of the best things that have come out of Gundam are the side stories. Um, Xeonic Front, the the PS2 video game, you know, there was not a Gundam 6th version until that video game came out. And then you have the Mudrock Gundam. And so the idea that, like, oh, well, there was just the one Gundam. Because in the original anime, there was just the one Gundam. Well, yeah, but, like, you know, in these video games you have these other Gundams that maybe never, you know, maybe they didn't make it to a Baoku for no, for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, there's, there's so many, there's so many avenues to explore in the Gundam universe, not just UC, but in the alternate universes as well, where it's like yeah. things could be happening in the background that don't necessarily tie to the main story. And, you know, some of it is a little harder to stretch to fit into Canon, but most of it's fine. You know, and, and I think you brought up a good point about them not trying to be too strict. I guess people in general try not to be yeah. too strict because I feel like some properties can accidentally do that where I, I think Star Wars is one where there was something, maybe it started with the fan base and then Lucasfilm took it seriously about canon, like, okay, we need to make changes so things line up. But mm -hmm. yeah, in Gundam, there's always been those little things, but it's never been like a focus like, oh yeah, that's sticking out, isn't it? And we just move on really and enjoy it for what it is. So I think that's, that's a good point. Yeah. As long as it never interacts with the main storyline, then people don't really care. I think where star Wars, where Disney star Wars in particular made the mistake is when you started having things that you want to have happen that don't necessarily fit with the timeline happen. And then the existing stuff kind of interferes with it. 
like if Amuro was in Thunderbolt, then I think people would have a problem. Yeah, yeah, because really, I mean, even by the show, he's really stuck with the white base. Right, you know, like you know he, he if really... he had the option of taking the full armor uh, Thunderbolt, the, like the full armor Thunderbolt version from EO, like obviously, yeah. <laughs> give it to Amuro, let him go, <laughs> yeah. let him go tear ass through Xeon. And um, with Kukuru's Doan's Island too, they, how they kind of shifted when things occurred, but it's in a tight enough bubble that it has no impact on the rest of the that original story. So, so it's fun. Yeah. It's fun to explore that. I um, love it. Good to see Matt Mad Dog Wheaton in here. Um, oh, good oh, to see you, buddy. And Dark Simar Neo is saying, I literally made a perfect Gundam using parts out of the RX-78-2 Gundam and the Zaku from the Gundam Origin. That You need to post that if I missed it. That That is a great idea. That's um, awesome. And then, let's see, I heard a while ago from a cool YouTube channel, I'm not even going to try that, Abyssalonicus, <laughs> that canon is more a guide as opposed to it being set in stone. Yeah, I'm glad you guys are saying yeah. this. It's really helping me remove that attachment of things having to be strict. I think there's still a level where it can't go too yeah. far, but Gundam does a good job respecting its source material. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Oh, Dark Simmer, is it okay if I can post it on Twitter? Oh, yeah, go for it. Please Brandon do. Hayes, good to see you. Doesn't Thunderbolt Bandit Flower happen in 0080? Atlas Gundam is just a prototype. Oh, so that I don't know. Because if it happened in 0080, then, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's still wildly more advanced than, like, the Alex, right? Yeah. <laughs> even even just the frame, like, the way it's built almost. Having, oh, yeah. It's, it's almost, like, more compact and mobile. I I do um I do got to say though I love that whole cult new type oh. aspect like great idea that was awesome and do they explore it more in the manga is it like more heavily explored not not as much as you'd like ah okay because <laughs> I think that's you know, a great it, idea because it's like um and that's where like Moon Gundam does a better job exploring okay. Moon Moon because yeah. the the you know double zeta the moon moon colony you only get like a brief little taste of like hey this is a religion where we worship mobile suits and like yeah. we've been living out on this colony away from everything but the but the moon gundam um manga does a better job of kind of fleshing that out a little bit more unfortunately you don't get as much of that from thunderbolt and like the well maybe that needs to be my fan fiction then even though i say that every day but, like, the idea of, like, they find a sect of people that are very religious and they worship new types. And maybe the leader is a guy that is a new type and they recruit in new types. And maybe when they find out people aren't new types, they kill them. I don't know. Just, like, a crusades or something. Like Worse only... yet, the leader is not a new type. But, oh. like, he has a new type that he, like, you know, yeah. this is this is our savior. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, a televangelist of sorts. Oh. I'm loving that. Yeah, that's great. I, wow. I love that. That's a really cool idea. Um, let's see. Uh, what was some other stuff here? Um, okay. No, some back and forth in chat. That's excellent. I love that. Um, yeah, I love this. On here. Um, uh, another one from Brandon. I'm also a fan of other animes as well. I pretty much stick with action, comedy, themed shows, or robot mecha war shows, or action, sci-fi, fantasy, hero stories. I've been watching 90s and 80s anime lately. Lensman, Fist of the North Star, Vampire Hunter D, Bloodlust, Venus Wars, Cyber City, Odeo 808, 
a cash-in robot hunter, and the Fatal Fury anime trilogy, anything that aired on the Sci-Fi Channel uh, anime block back in the 90s. Those are what I consider the classics, beyond some of what came out in the late 90s and 2000s from Sunrise, Cowboy Bebop, for example, and shows that aired on Adult Swim in the 2000s on Cartoon Network. There hasn't been anything that has caught my eye anime-wise. I think those creators in Japan are running out of ideas now. I pretty much stick with Gundam. What other franchises do you pay attention to? Um, I like this one because, like, before I got into anime, or got into Gundam, I wasn't into anime, but I had watched some that I thought was cool. I I was going to say, Adam, have you heard of, um, have you heard of Star Wars? (laughs) Why? (laughs) I think, I think you dig it. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) But, no, but what's interesting about that is that Star Wars vision as as an anime, because it's almost like Star Wars is kind of an anime if it wasn't live action. So that's kind of a good point, because really any of the things that you would get into, especially the 80s and 90s, are Star Wars. Yeah, pretty much. But that's the thing. Before I got into anime through Gundam, I had seen Fist of the North Star, and I thought that was awesome. I saw Ninja Scroll, thought that was awesome, but that was about it. Um, Ninja Ninja Scroll was a little racy. I was like, yeah. Am I allowed to be watching this? Exactly. I remember I watched it at a friend's house. His older brother had it, and I was like, well, this is this is cool. But uh, what what I've gone back to watch though. Is like from the '80s, and it's like that, the horror sci-fi anime that I don't think exists anymore. Like, what, there's Blue Gender. Oh, never heard of that. What's it called? Oh, Blue Gender. Okay, I'll have to look that up. Blue, but Blue Gender is kind of like an anime version of Starship Troopers. Oh, that's awesome. I, th- I okay. think you. I, I'm surprised. I, I thought I thought I was just like, I thought I was teeing you up. <laughs> no, I because I know that there's a. Um, uh, Starship Troopers anime, that true, but I never saw awesome. this blue gender. Okay, yeah, I, see, I have to yeah. watch those. But like, there's something called Lily Cat. I, I, I don't know if you guys have heard of that from the '80s. Badass. It's like Aliens and Terminator combined. Um, Sweet. There was um, another one called like maybe Metropolis or Megalopolis, and it has like this dude that looks like M. Bison and it has like a pentagram, um, or or Ooh. something like it. Badass. It. Oh, and then Demon City Shinjuku or something like that is another one. I might need to make a list in Discord because, like, they're so yeah. good. But, oh, there's another you one. You want to just make a channel of, like, like a channel in the Discord for, like, recommended media for Gundam fans, yeah. right? Like, if you like mecha or if you like war, like, military melodrama, these are the... Yeah, because really anime so wide... Like it's, and I think that's like I'll be watching some stuff on Crunchyroll that's new, and I'm like, I don't, I can't really connect with this. But I'm telling you, there's some badass older '80s sci-fi horror anime. Oh, Doomed Megalopolis. Thanks, guys. Cool. Yeah, they've seen that. Um, okay. Oh, the books. Way. Yeah, I read the. Actually, I haven't read many books in my life, but after I saw that Starship Troopers movie, I read the book, and I was surprised how different it was, but it was yeah. still cool. Um, it's awesome. Uh, and they had mobile suits, but I, I yeah, think they might have had a different name. I forget. Uh, it's like power suits. Yeah, something like that. I think it was a power suit. Yeah. Um. So, um, I'm gonna make a list of that in the Discord. Then I actually should make a list of those like 80 sci-fi horror anime that I think is 
Oh, yeah. Um, oh, horrible dubs. Yes, yeah, some have horrible dubs, but I don't mind. I mean, most anime is horrible dubs. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I think it was either Amazon or, like, an app, like, that starts with, like, an F or something. I want to say FUBU. <laughs> I don't know, but there's like there's like these uh, apps that just have anime that's nowhere else, and it had this one with this guy that was just like a badass. He just went around and just like ripped and teared like enemies up, and he got a girl later on. Like I'm gonna Is it Baki the parts. Grappler. No, <laughs> the, and there's two parts to it. I'm gonna have to try to remember the name. Uh, it's from the '80s. Um. Yeah, maybe someone will will throw it in there. I don't know. I'm going to post in Discord. I have to look that stuff up because if yeah. people can direct me to more, like I would love to find like a whole thing of like VS, VHS tapes from anime from the 80s that are just obscure, you know. Um, oh, yeah. Or even live action from the 80s that are obscure and equally badass. From Japan? Um, not even just, just from Japan. T tell me, are you familiar with an 80s TV show by the title of Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future? No. no. So the only way that you can watch Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future now is to buy the DVDs off of their website, which the DVDs are bootleg. Like they are, they're like, uh, That's like Fuji the only way film. To get it. They're they're like Fuji film discs with like a paper sticker on them that have the like the label on them. Wow. Um, so this was a TV show in the '80s that was, it was a sci-fi show. Took place in like a um, post-apocalyptic Earth where uh, this evil emperor starts digitizing people and like downloading their consciousness into machines, um, and leading the charge against them is Captain Power and the Soldier oh, of the Future. Lucas Garrett is saying it's on YouTube, so I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up then. Yes, yes, okay, you're, you're gonna love it. Honestly. Thank you was was groundbreaking in the term in terms of like the type of toys that came out with it because they had these vhs based toys which are you familiar with like vhs gaming i i think i should be but i don't know <laughs> so you would have like these vhs tapes with it that you know have episodes of the show on there and then there was the toys that that you could buy one of them was like a, a spaceship that had a trigger and a handle on it. And so it was like a gun and it shot infrared beams at your TV. And so the bad guys in the TV show would have these light up chests that would react to the laser oh, that was coming okay. from the gun. And so you would score points for every time the bad guys were on screen and you would shoot them. And so it created this whole like immersive experience for kids. I, the, the the fact that technology exists now that could make that way more immersive and people haven't done it yet is crazy. That's a good <clears throat> point because I think I think you don't need VR just to do that. VR is kind of no. like this barrier. Some people get sick from it, but I like to be able to stand there. I remember, yeah, the Dreamcast. I would play House of the Dead. And oh, yeah. There's a bunch of other shooters they had, and then that just kind of went away. Um even though they have the new House of the Dead remake on, like, Switch, and I think it, they released it on PC, too, it's not the same. It's like use the analog stick to, like, go to the screen and click. It's like, no, don't want to do that. No. Um, oh, Joshua Chong is saying, have you watched Code Geese? Ichiro Okuchi, the writer for G-Witch, is also the writer of the series. He is the writer for the oh, the MS Team novel, which was way darker than the anime. Wow. I haven't seen Code yeah. Geese. 
Have you? <clears throat> a lot of the guys on uh, on my Discord server are big fans of Code Geass. Um, Geass. Yeah, so it's not I, I, I'm I'm not familiar with it myself. Um, but, yeah, I have no idea. But it comes highly recommended. So, well, I hope there's a lot of gas in it. If you know what I mean. No, that was a bad joke. <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> um, and then um, Brandon is saying Captain Power was on its way to a reboot sequel or something, but the creator of Captain Power got in legal trouble and was publicly shamed. Oh, that's too bad. Oof. Oh, Super yeah. Dimensional Fortress Macross. Of course, I haven't seen yeah, that. Really? But I always hear good things. Oh, and even Sayla's saying she sees the resemblance. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. I thanks for that question, Brandon, because that kind of uh, sparked some uh, new shows to watch. Um, very cool. Um. Oh, I guess yeah. What other franchises do you two pay attention to? Star Wars. That's where you were going with that. I was thinking anime strictly. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars. I totally pay attention Star Wars, to. Duh. Alien vs. Predator, but I feel like that has fallen off. Um, mm. uh, Halo, that kind of, they messed that up. Um, they messed up Mass Effect. Like, I, 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 I was a big Mass Effect guy, but. So, okay, so you were following, the, and I heard like the third game had a weird ending? Is Yeah, they had, a, they, you know, I didn't have a problem with the ending at okay. the time. Uh, I can understand why a lot of people would have felt like you know robbed by that but that's kind of the theme of the story is it's like there's cost and consequence and so it's like yeah uh-huh. the, the 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 final decision that you have to make in the game there's there's a cost and a consequence associated with that it's like you know I, i'm not going to spoil anything for anybody that's watching that hasn't played through it but like you know every choice that you make in mass effect or at least the first three games, not Andromeda. Fuck Andromeda. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> Mad- <laughs> Mad- <laughs> the same but, thing, uh, but yeah, Mass Effect 1 through 3, every choice that you make has lasting ramifications, including the final choice that you make. And I think it would be a cop-out if they gave you like a perfect ending, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, Where I, you get everything you want. I enjoy endings that leave a lot. You know, one of my favorite movie endings ever... <clears throat> Other than the alternate ending of Army of Darkness, which I don't know if you've heard of that one, where he yes. wakes up in the future. The other one, have you seen the movie <laughs> Deep Rising? No, I'm not familiar the with 90s? that one. Awesome movie. It's it's my type of movie because it's where there's a bunch of a thing that has to be fought, and the dude has a shotgun and a jet ski, and he's in a giant cruise, uh, a cruiser, uh, what do you call it, a cruise ship, because like I guess he was hired to take people to a ship. But they were all criminals. They were going to board the ship and steal everything out of the, the vault. But there's these creatures underwater that then invade the ship. And then it's awesome. It has Treat Williams as the main character. He's, I love he's a, Treat Williams. Yeah. And the Fam- substitute. <laughs> uh, Famke Jansen is the... the oh, really? Yeah. Jean Grey herself? Yeah, Xena on the top. Yeah, she's uh, <laughs> in it. And anyway, I guess I shouldn't give away the ending then. Yeah, because yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> try to, it, I think it must be free on YouTube or something. I'm sure. Like that movie needed a sequel. The ending is Surprising. sick. Okay. Oh, yeah, I remember. I that was one of those movies in the '90s, along with like the Mummy, that I just watched over and over, like late '90s. Oh, like the Mummy, the Mummy Deep one Rising. and two. Oh, those were yeah. You know what? I, you know, I liked I liked three better than two. And I, Are you out of your mind? I, I am. <laughs> I remember when I first saw two. Sometimes the CGI looks so cartoony, 
Like, especially when they're, like, in those ships that were flying. And I was like, I don't know if I wanted it to go that far. But then, like, <laughs> I liked 3 because it had Jet Li in yep. the whole – using, and like, Chinese mythology. Warriors. Yeah. Yeah, that was – I, I like that. And then I even – and I have this on my hard drive somewhere. I wrote a Mummy 4. It's in South America. And I used the South Ooh. American, like, uh, ancient stuff going on. But uh, okay, here I'm gonna throw this out at you because because you are an anthropology buff and uh, and a history buff is I think that a period of history that gets completely overlooked when it comes to Hollywood and we're getting way off in <laughs> into the weeds as far as Gundam goes. Yeah, but like American Southern mythology is completely overlooked as far as as far as Hollywood stuff goes. I I want to see the Marvel movie treatment for Pecos Bill. And Johnny Appleseed and Annie <laughs> Oakley and John Henry, all of those tall tales that we grew up, you know, being taught in school. Yes. It's like, I, like that's our, that's our Achilles. That's our Hercules. You know, like those are our superheroes and we don't give them anything. Like, let's. That's a very good I, I point because I was taught that stuff in school, like those stories. But then after yeah. that, it's nowhere else. It's almost like they were just made for kids. But that's prime IP to make something neat that can identify with a certain culture. Because I love when things are from other cultures. I, I love oh, it. Yeah. Like That's why I, I like yeah Mummy 3 so much. I like that idea that they went there. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's a definitely a good idea. Um, and, you know, Indiana Jones, like I almost feel like like it's a great concept but only some of the movies have actually really nailed it i hope this new one yeah. does um i hope so too but yeah i would love something like that with gundam where they kind of do some well i think that's in turn a so maybe i shouldn't talk too much about the digging up the past ancient history <laughs> um okay moving on here real quick from sway if you had uh the opportunity to give sayla a more pivotal role during the grips conflict zeta gundam as a whole what would you have her do, and how would she be introduced? Okay. So, from what I understand, the reason she's not in Zeta is because Tomino wrote her out because there was a conflict with the voice actress. Yep. Okay. So, if she was in it, now, he might have had an original intention that we do know about. I'm not too sure. But I, this might even sound bad, but I would almost feel like Haman would try to either kidnap her or coerce her to, like, bring... Char back to his senses in an attempt to get Char. Like, I feel like, and maybe Sayla, like, figures that out somehow, like, in the middle. And then she's stuck. She's, like, I love how they brought her back in Double Zeta. That made sense. Yeah. You know, how she came across Judo's sister. And she was doing what she wanted to do anyway the whole time, uh, being a nurse or doctor. Um, But, yeah, what are your thoughts on her and Zeta during the Grips conflict? Well, I think you and I kind of have similar uh, ideas on that. Personally, I think she would have been a Titan. And not yeah. because she has that personality that I think she would have been similar to Emma, where she would fall in league with the Titans. And in particular, she would disagree with Amaro's stance, where Amaro's sitting around doing nothing. She would not join the AU, I don't think, because she wouldn't have had access to like talk to char she wouldn't be able to talk to her brother she wouldn't be able to talk to blex um and i think she was too far removed from haman haman you got me doing it now come <laughs> uh, on um, uh, yeah i can't uh, but, uh, there's too many of those there's a hama hama vehicle or mobile suit there's a haman and there's a exactly. Haman or haman 
I, I'm not good at that. <laughs> I, I think that Sayla would have been persuaded into becoming a Titan. Um, and she would have ended up butting heads with some of the some of the AU Granks, at least until she butted heads with Shar again. Because I, I just don't see her and her brother ever being on the same side. Yeah, and I don't I, see her and right. Amuro ever reconciling their differences. Because even though Char, if he wanted revenge for what happened, it kind of then escalated into revenge, not just for what was done to his family, but to the world at large. I think that if Sayla saw what Char was doing to Camille, she would have condemned it. She would have said, yeah. you are doing to Camille what happened to Amuro, which I did not like, and... I don't approve of it. It's like, I didn't approve of you seeking revenge on the zombies. I don't approve, approve of you doing what you're doing now. Yeah. No, that's very good. <laughs> you know, and so I want to bring up what Jedi Sayla is saying. So she's thinking not a Titan. They would find her out and imprison or execute her for simply being related to Char, which Oof. that's an interesting take. Because And then what if, again, I hate to do the damsel in distress, but what if then that is what gets Amaro to then go back into the fight? You know, like he hears that the Earth Federation took in Sela and then he butts heads with the Earth Federation. That's what gets him to join the AUG. Hmm. See, there you go. That's pretty good. I like that. Um, But that reminds me also, and I I think they tried to explore this, like in the Star Wars Aftermath books, like when they found out that Leia was related to Darth Vader. (laughs) Like, (laughs) um, I I feel... yeah, I forget what actually happened with that, but it seemed like it never was a big deal. Um, yeah, yeah. I, ju- I just think that Sayla's personality is a little too strong to just be a damsel in distress for for the guys. Yeah, exactly. I, I She would, yeah, I, I, yeah, that wouldn't work. I'd hate for that. Uh, she'd side, oh, Ian, good to see you. She'd side with Bright before siding with the Titans, in my opinion. I'd yeah, see that. Maybe. It gives it bright is interesting how he uh he goes where i think is the right path i guess um and then lucas garrett well i could see sayla being a double agent working inside the titans to bring them down she knows they are a threat to all people on earth and inside the colonies yeah so i guess it depends how yeah how motivated she is to actually take action with what's happening you know true because even though they wrote her differently, it seemed like, especially in Double Zeta, she really just wanted to be away, but help how she can in terms of medically, like, you know, people that needed help. I mean, Amuro didn't even want to be involved in the Grips conflict. Yeah. He said, this isn't my fight. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. It's like, what would get you into the fight? Yeah. Um, that was a good one. Good one, Sway. Why are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's... No, that's cool. I like I like the different ideas because it really does kind of uh, put together. It's like that's how a lot of cool stories are made when other people have ideas. Um, yeah, no, I dig it. Okay, here's a good one. Hey, guys, this is from Goose, by the way. Um, I'm Ooh. feeling the Christmas spirit, so let's talk Gundam Christmas movies. If you can make a Rankin and Bass type movie, which is like, or Bass, I don't know the pronunciation, but that's like the old stop motion Rudolph, Claim, yeah, oh, not claymation, but what do you call that? <laughs> Just stop motion. Yeah, because they're like they're stop like motion. what felt. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> look like little felt. Yeah, puppets. Um, 
But using Gundam characters, who are you picking? What universe or universes would you use? How would they save Christmas and help Santa out? And let's not forget the most important question. Which mobile suit or ship is pulling Santa's sleigh? Really looking forward to hearing your responses. Stay goosey, you two. Okay. Stay goosey. I like that. I, as soon as I read this question, the answer popped into my head without any... Okay. This this is going to take place... Now, I, this could not work depending on... Do you happen to know where the white face was on Christmas or Christmas Eve? No, not off, off the top, top of my head. head. I don't know. Okay. So, the idea would be Haro is saying that someone's in trouble, someone's in trouble. Need the help, need the help. And then, right now, he's just in a room <laughs> with a Kai. That's a very good impression. No, <laughs> no, and he's just sitting there with Kai, and Kai's like, ah, don't worry about it, Haro. What? what? And then, so, Haro gets mad that Kai won't listen to him, so Haro escapes, but Kai was supposed to look after Haro, so Kai has to go chase him out in the snow somewhere, and Haro stumbles up upon a red mobile suit that is Santa. And Haro is wanting to repair their mobile suit so Santa can get back to delivering the presents in the mobile suit. And then Kai and Haro become close through that. Um, yeah, that, I don't know why, but that's what popped into my head. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Although I got to say that that almost feels a little more hallmarky than Rankin and Bass. Oh, yeah, that's you know? true because they do sometimes take those little dark turns or scary yeah. little moments. That's true. It would be there still, though. Somehow we would probably see how Santa's oh, yeah. mobile suit gets knocked down or whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and Jedi say the same Kai and Sayla teaming up with Haro. Oh, Zionic American is saying the Battle of Solomon happened on December 24th of 0079. That's right. That would be a good video to cover for Christmas. There you go. Yeah. Boom. Because um, Bahaku, I think, was on, like, New Year's Eve or New Year's yeah, Day. Yeah, New Year's Day. Yeah. Um, which, that, that's pretty cool. That would be another good one to cover. Um, let's there you see. go. Oh, Jedi Sailor, Santa Master Asia. I can see that. <laughs> Riding um, from Psyche. And let's see. Zionic Shadow, imagine Sailor showing up in the next Hathaway movie. That would be cool. I would love to see what's going on with these characters, especially... If you think of the relationship she had with Bright <laughs> and then the kids and like Sayla has some sort of tie, you know, um, yeah, that'd be, that'd be very interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah. What about you? Do you have, happen to have an idea for that? That's a good question. It seems like it, it requires some thought. So when I think Christmas special, I think zany, I think silly, I think, double zeta and i'm thinking <laughs> that in fact the villain of this story would probably be shara soon um mm. being being a grinch yeah uh of her own right Not like a true villain but like yeah the grinch of exactly yeah. maybe trying to steal christmas from the from the nail argama and um it would fall probably not to judo and not to rue I think it would probably fall to some of the side characters, kind of like Sela and Kai. Yeah. I think that it would probably be like Bicha and Mondo. Yeah. Maybe at that time be... where they were mad at each other, so they have to kind of um, work You're together. right. They have to work out whatever yeah. uh, interpersonal conflict that they're dealing with. Bicha and Mondo have to uh, have to help Eno lead, uh, lead Santa Slay using the Zaku Zeta Gundam. 
um, with the mono eye being the <laughs> being the light that leads through oh, the like Rudolph. Um, oh, excellent! There you go. Excellent. Boom. So it's like you know, Eno, will you lead my sleigh tonight with your Zakuzeta? <laughs> oh wow, that's good that you came up with that. I like that. Um, very good. All right. So I wanted to move on to something else. What was it? Um, okay. So this is really exciting to me for you know Battle Operation Two. Um, yeah. So apparently early twenty twenty three. Yeah, they're gonna have a network test again. You know, there's so many reasons that this makes me happy because it's like it was like back in like June or July or June, yeah, where they had that original network test and then like it didn't work and then you didn't hear anything. And then a lot of people are just like, oh, well, they're canceling it. But <laughs> what if they really – I mean, this tells me – I mean, think of how much time has passed. It tells me they really trust this game, They and they're really putting the time in. What if this also means we're going to get that cross-progression, for I mean, especially for people that like me that already have so many suits unlocked on my PlayStation account? Sony is wanting to have more of a, a PC play so maybe Sony kind of helped them because Sony does do some support for them. Like Sony will promote Battle Operation 2 officially. Um, I think there's even something on the – yeah, if you go to hey, the main no, page. Nobody's happier to be proven wrong than I am because I was one of the naysayers. I was like, they're just not going to do it, guys. Like just, oh. <laughs> just stop. Stop whining about it. But this – I, I feel like any other time in gaming history, nothing like this would – would really be happening you would be like ah oh, by now True. they're just not gonna look this is just a, a five-year-old what four-year-old ps4 game you know like but yeah it even has and on, it's not skyrim yeah <laughs> yeah um on the uh the front page of the battle operation 2 it says playstation partner awards 2022 i don't know what that means but it tells me sony has a hand in this so it could be they're helping them hey let's get it to where people sign into their psn account on steam you know people might not like that but that could be a way to get the cross progression going cross play also um yeah i, I i'm happy and in because then they continue to release badass suits like look at this picture of this uh, of the uh narrative b packs like uh, it's so cool that they're doing this because yeah isn't that where it's really a new gundam frame with just yeah. some bits on it um yeah, and then I was actually going to talk about the income, but luckily between us and some of the the chat, we got that answered. Um, yeah. Um, so, does that did that does that mean that the um, that Gundam Morty came out in GBO two Zionic Shadow? Curious if if it's already out and you've played it. Yeah, even Zionic oh, Shadow is saying that PlayStation Partners Award is a big deal. So yeah, um, somebody on my uh, Discord server, uh, Nikonian Gamer, Neconium Gamer, uh, I, but but uh, he, he unlocked the um, the B packs. Oh, you got it. Oh, sweet. By so far, it... the best looking of the narratives, like the C packs. Yeah. Is, uh, okay, right? Because it's kind of that frame. Little... Yeah, yeah. The C packs is a little. It's like a it's like a knockoff unicorn. Yeah. Um, the B packs. That's a pretty one. I agree. I, I really like it. Um. Yeah, the narrative Gundam is a project of the new Gundam. Oh, and Zionic American is saying, does this mean they'll also port Code Fairy? That would be I cool. I feel like they have to. Yeah. Because same engine. Well, more people. Can I was going to say the, one of the things is, um, you know, when the when the first network test launched, um, 
you know, obviously hackers were right on top of it. And so, like, I have all of the 3D models that were ripped from the Steam release of the, of the game. And so you kind of have to put the models in the game for Code Fairy. Yes. So it's like, if the models for Code Fairy are in the game, and if they do have cross-play, like you mentioned, then they have to have Code Fairy in it. Otherwise... That's right. Because part of how the stuff you... you get from playing it, yeah. And you know what? I, I love it when people bring up Code Fairy because I feel like I forget that game all the time, but it's actually really good. Uh, it, 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 I love how challenging it gets. Um, and I haven't it even... It should have been released as like a a standalone like full game i think releasing it episodically the same way that like telltale used to do their games yeah, which there's... it's very telling the fact that telltale isn't around anymore yeah that's true. <laughs> like you know maybe let's not do the five episode season pass let's just release a 60 dollar game <laughs> i agree it must have been some experiment i bet maybe when it, if it gets released on steam i bet they'll do it like a full single release because it was kind of weird it's like i just wanted all the game then but yeah. you know what? I haven't even beat all the side missions. You know, like the characters have their own side stories. I haven't even beat all those. And Neither I haven't I. even beat everything on hard yet. Like, it is so hard. But fun. <laughs> and I keep forgetting. And you know what it is? There's something about... I think it's because I'm always at my PC. Like, I just don't play my consoles that, as much. Like, when I played GBO2 a month ago, I, I brought my PlayStation from the TV over here. I... It's just hard at my gaming setup to have like my or my PC to have my Xbox and PlayStation. That's like, uh, I just having the stuff on PC just makes it a little easy. Makes it a little easier, yeah. But sure. uh, well, no, I mean that, that was a hard game just in general. I, yeah. I sometimes I feel like Code Fairy is a little harder than just GBO two. Oh yeah, I think so too. Like the AI will just destroy you, and it's almost like you have to. It's like I'll lose a, a map so much I'll be like, okay, I have to kill this mobile suit first but i have to do it from over here behind this mountain and then i have to make sure i use the ability as soon as it's available yeah it's it's so almost tough. like you're describing a souls like i know <laughs> which uh, man see that would be fun to just mod a game easy that's the thing i remember i did this in the 90s where it was easier to mod a game i remember i made an army of darkness map for warcraft 2 but like nowadays, I wouldn't sit here and mod uh, a Gundam game to make like that. Seems like I'd have to learn a whole new craft. <laughs> um, and doing a podcast was learning a whole new craft, honestly. So, yeah, um, yeah. And you know what that reminds me? Like, have I don't know if anyone in here has played Vampire Survivors, but um, that's a good game. Have you played that? No, no, but you and I have talked about it, uh, okay. especially over on my stream. We've talked about um, oh, good. the mechanics of it in particular. Those, like, I forget what they're called, like survival likes, where you don't have to press a button, you just move around. Like, it seems so easy to make. It's like, why don't I make a, like, a knockoff Gundam? Oh, yeah, that's Ian. Yeah, Ian and I were playing Vampire Survivors for a while. But, yeah, a knockoff Gundam one, where you choose the mobile suit you want to be, and it, and it just auto-shoots, and then... You pick up abilities to, you know, use all the different things. You get the funnels flying around as you're just walking around the map, destroying like waves of whatever. Um, ah, that that would, be, and then you're just listening to Gundam music as you're doing it. Like it's a built-in easy game. Like they just need to make it. Um, <laughs> let's see. 
Uh, I would Dark love Simmer to just do nothing but Gundam asset flips, like a Gundam RTS, yeah. a Gundam uh, like Mech Simulator. Uh, I mean, I mean, I think it starts there because if it gets big enough, I think then Bandai Namco could see that and be like, okay, we need to make an official version. And I think that's that's just what's missing. If you give a Western audience like a deep strategy, like RTS or something, like they'll jump on it. Um, yeah. Yeah, think of, like, especially in, in Europe, how those grand strategy games are so huge. I think even there's a mod for one of them. I forget what it's called. Men of Valor, maybe not. Or War of Valor. I can make up names, probably, and it, it's a game. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Mad uh, Matt, Mad Dog Wheaton, I'd be down for another Gundam JRPG like MS Saga. I was watching a video of MS Saga the other day, and I, it's not my type of game, but it just looked fun because i liked the colorfulness of it and you're walking around the town so i might have to did you ever play that ms saga i'm not big into jrpgs yep yeah. um same here maybe that's yeah, what we I... need to do we need to stream it and just talk <laughs> trash as we're trying to figure it out <laughs> yeah yeah that, that'd be a that'd be a fun way i i, I would love to be shouted down <laughs> yeah that's my that... With my terrible Gundam gaming takes. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, being a JRPG, I'm sure a lot of people would love it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's about it, guys. You know, thanks everyone that joined. That was a lot of fun talking about whatever. I added those questions on YouTube. I think it would be pretty neat to know what everyone thinks about, like, their favorite Gunpla and Gundam of 2022 and favorite Gundam game. Um, and you know what? I would even say you can add Code Fairy because Code Fairy was so late last year and it was being released in chunks. We'll just throw that in there too. Um, yeah. How do we do it? It's, it's like the Oscars where there's like a, a cutoff in November. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, there, the, the last Gundam game that was released was Evolution. So luckily that's had enough time to, uh, get some consideration. Um, Agreed. but, um, yeah, that's it. Well, you know what? Uh, thanks, everyone. And, uh, Stephen, anything to add? Uh, movie night. Oh, yeah. You know what? I th that's I'm glad you brought that up. That needs to be there done ASAP. And I think it's going to be Saturday, maybe before I stream. So maybe in the Discord we can figure out the time. It's just that I'm thinking the weekend after that, people might be busy because uh, of Christmas. I don't know why. There's no... <laughs> What's going on next weekend? Well, I haven't even decided for sure if I'm going to do... If we don't do a live stream, there'll just be a pre-recorded video. But, um, yeah, let's do the movie night. And I think we're going to do uh, Miller's Report. Yeah. So, all right, everyone. Awesome. Thanks a lot. And uh, we'll talk later. Cheers.